Welcome to Here and Now podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom, that's me, and a daughter, that's me, and the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 107 of Here and Now Podcast. It is Holy Week, and I'm very excited. Hi, Mom. What's our episode topic today? Well, today we are talking about the pilgrimage through Holy Week, I think. We had planned to have a fabulous guest on, but scheduling guests with three schedules really got a little tricky the last week or so. And we kept trying and then things kept coming up and we are definitely scheduled to have that amazing person come connect with us because I think you will be blessed by her and her story as we continue past Lent and Holy Week and Easter. And we are now finishing up, I guess I would say our Lent series of sorts and yeah. Holy Week series this this time when we kind of just are going to roll with what God puts on our hearts right now. Right, Sophia? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to come at you with a stations of the cross prayer and then things just kind of felt like we needed to put that aside and just talk about some of the things that have occurred in the last, I don't know, week or so. Yeah. It's kind of like a where we've heard out. God's voice and presence for us. And we were just talking last week was kind of a rough week for our family, not for anything other than that. We were just all trying to uh, stay in our lane and and support where we needed to and give grace to each other and do that from a distance with you and your brother and do that with your sisters who are far too close to each other. And, <laughs> and I, like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So stay in our lanes, give each other grace, go to confession. Oh, yeah. And I wish confession came after some of the events of the weekend, but I know we only have one confession on campus this week and it's tonight and they put a starting time, but they did not put an ending time. The ending time is when every penitent is heard. So that's it's like, beautiful. Well, it's annoying because I have a night class, uh, so I will rush over there after, but I probably won't rush because I'm sure there'll be a lot of people there. So, well, I'm sure when you get home here, you could probably find somewhere to um, go to confession if you don't get there. I'm sure you probably could pull a priest aside also and ask that them. is like the emergency, literally. Because I think I needed an emergency confession on Saturday after I had one on Friday, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I forget, I don't know if I told the story on here or not, but people, there's like a running, not really a joke, it's real. Is that people will pull the priest aside and if they're walking and just be like, Hey, can you hear my confession? And the priests are like, I'm going to go to a meeting, but I guess, yeah. Like they kind of honor their requests. But one of the, one of the friars was telling the story that's just like, people will come knocking down their door at like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, I need confession right now. And they're like, what'd you do? Murder somebody? Like, why do you need it so quickly? And sometimes they'll come back like the next day and they're like, what happened in 24 hours? Like, calm down. But I'm glad that people want confession. But the real question is why do you need it so (laughs) urgently? (laughs) I think that the idea, right. I mean, I guess the idea, I did not go to confession again on Saturday. I yeah. Ask for forgiveness of my family and we'll, you know, we'll leave it there because God showed me so much grace after that anyway. So I think, you know, there's, there's beauty in that too. I think people 
wor worry, wonder if their souls are going to be in need of confession before mm -hmm. and if anything, you know, dramatic happens in their lives. And I think that's where yeah. that, perhaps that mindset comes well, from. That makes sense. But if they're just walking to class and they're like, I need a confession right now. It's kind of just like, what did you do? <laughs> and the priors are so confused, but it's very funny. It's funny too, because they, they changed up, if you will, the way in which they had confession, the penance service this year, which I was ever so grateful for, because normally we have it in the evening. Most parishes often have a penance service in the evening and multiple priests come to whatever parish, you know, they are, they were invited to help um, hear confessions. And usually there's a service and then people go in their lines and then they encounter a priest. And this year, we last Sunday, we saw our beloved pastor and he came to the car when we were hanging out, waiting for the girls as they were inside mass. Because remember, I haven't been into mass too much with your dad, with the, I haven't been with our family since Christmas, right? As a whole family, mm -hmm. um, sneaking in here and there on my own if I could, but timing has just been hard with, you know, just trying to manage every, everything. So he told us that he was changing up this year by having a day long open door kind of thing. So Friday at 10 AM. And I don't know, I don't recall what time it ended, but so we got there on Friday, the girls and dad and I, and we, th there was no therapy schedule. It was a day off. We knew we had like kind of a long weekend. Remember we were supposed to come up and see you, but we decided yeah. let's just curb that, you know, we partly know. <laughs> well, that was at the snow, the threat of um, snow, even the threat of any more cold. And we actually had a beautiful day. We took the day off after we, we did two things that we needed on our checklist. And one of them was all of us needed to get to confession. And <laughs> even though I said to your dad, I don't know why you need to go to confession. What are you doing? And I won't, I will reserve what he, sh he shared, but it's not for me to say, but we laugh about it. And I'll tell you about it later. It, yeah. you know, it's kind of, but I, I went into the church to kind of navigate the, the scene as I have to do it everywhere we go right now, just trying to be sure that we know the what dad will encounter as he's walking into places with, you know, he's got the cane that he's walking with and just want to make sure that where he has to go isn't far farther than his, you know, his walking and exhaustion should set in for. And we're just, just re, you know, integrating into society, if you will, for him right now. Absolutely. And yeah. so he gets there and I was annoyed. Imagine that as I'm going into confession because the time didn't kind of roll out the way, you know, me, I like, I'm a very spontaneous person, but when I make a plan, <laughs> yeah. the time needs to kind of happen. And you know, it never really does when I'm trying Let's to manage go. everybody else's schedules <laughs> and motivation and whatever. Yeah. So we didn't quite get there at the time we wanted, which is fine. It turned out to be okay. But because then I ran in and I saw where, you know, what, what the lay of the land was and our pastor kind of met me at, at the back got dad, you know, dad came in and was able to meet this priest who had just been walking in to take up his time. And he sat with dad in the back of the chapel where we normally sit for mass anyway, kind of, so he's not having to enter the church too far in. And, you know, and the girls and I got to see one of our favorites and it, his beauty of, you know, God is so grateful that you're here kind of mm -hmm. everybody ever could go to confession and just hear that, that kind of response that, yeah in gratitude for you being here. Not saying that, you know, he's not wanting to have us repent for our things, but it was beautiful. And so as we were leaving, timing is everything. Dad ran into somebody that he knew and, you know, he hasn't seen very many people by his choice for many months. And 
actually this person he hasn't seen, he worked with for years and hasn't seen him in quite some time. And this person is somebody that is a um, usher at the church as, as well. And usually not at a time when we would go to mass anyway. And it was just a great embrace for dad to see somebody be so loving towards him in, in this moment who didn't even know daddy's story. He works in the same company, doesn't even know a story. So it's, Mm -hmm. it was just a beautiful thing. How (laughs) timing works out, right? Yeah, no, so beautiful. Right. Um, And, you know, they connected a little bit and, you know, he's connected with dad since then. And just, it's just nice to have your peers be so supportive of you as you journey through this kind of thing, you know, with his cancer and the recovery of, of stroke. And you're now trying to become whole again is a hard thing for a man anyway. And that's a whole conversation we could have, I'm sure on another podcast, but it's, and to be able to be out in the world and, and encounter people. So ironically, we have a really kind of rough day Saturday, just trying to get our lives kind of put together because we had a, an agenda for Saturday since it was beautiful Friday. We had a free day Friday. The girls had a little bit of work on Saturday. Homeschool schedules are ever evolving mm-hmm. and work is work, right? So then we had to clean because that was the, the schedule. It was a rainy day and it was just kind of a rough day, but cleaning days are always rough days. Who likes yeah. to clean? And I think at the end of the day, I may have said to you and your brother in a an adult kid text that I have, you know, this Lent did not feel like the Lent I wanted. Ha ha ha. Remember, we talked about that a little bit. And none of the things that I had thought would go the way that I had planned really didn't go the way I planned. You know, Lent is Lent. (laughs) Yep. And so Sunday, we really wanted, Palm Sunday is probably growing up, even, you know, prior to becoming Catholic was always one of my favorites. The Palm, you know, in the Baptist church was a different kind of scenario, but people always got extra dressed up. It was like the first Easter kind of, you know, and then people were mm-hmm. super dressed up. It was just such a beautiful way to, to begin the Easter season and differently than we encountered it in the Catholic church. But, you know, that's, it's just, it was mm-hmm. different. So we love Easter week. I love Holy week. And yeah, I'm still feeling a little bit frustrated, but also a little bit tender, I guess, tender hearted at the f- fact that we know we're, we're going to try to get into church and see how this goes for dad. It's, you know, a long time for him to sit there and, you know, hit a pretty busy week with therapy and he was ready to go. So we got to mass and <laughs> Palm Sunday could be a pretty crazy time. Right. And father told us the week before, you know, it's going to be busy on Palm Sunday. We pulled into the driveway. There was like five cars in the parking lot. <laughs> so <laughs> we got right up front. We walked in and we were there a little bit early, which is a miracle in itself. Mm-hmm. And we're able to situate ourselves in the right spot. And the priest that adore dad and the deacon all came over to say hello to him. So it was just a very beautiful and a little bit overwhelming, you know, in, yeah. in joy. Um, and then they brought communion to dad and I and the girls went up. And, and then after father asked us to, to participate in something that, you know, I think is very indicative of our entire Lent, um, you know, Thursday's a washing of the feet. And we were asked yeah. to participate in that. And at that moment, don't you feel as though dad and I were like, wait, what? I mean, yeah. there, there's just so much beauty and gift in that to be a display publicly, to be asked to be an apostle at, at that moment. You know, we've yeah. always loved to go to all the Holy Week church events. And you can probably talk about it from your end of it, the memories that you have of them, the tenebrae that you and I have gone to, which is on Tuesday nights usually. And mm-hmm. the Holy Thirst, Lord's Mass of the Lord's Supper is which we you just, you know, reminded me that's what it's called. <laughs> Friday, going to yeah. either Stations of the Cross live through the city or in the mm-hmm. church or the uh, veneration of the cross 
You know, right. I mean, there's just so many things that we love about this week. So it was so poignant to me and mm. beautiful that dad's entrance back into the church came on Palm Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. The gospel is, it's really interesting. And I don't know if it's just me not paying attention over the last 20 years, but this, this year, I guess I just realized like the, the gospel that where Jesus is entering back into Jerusalem comes before mass even starts like I didn't quite realize that so I was like that they read the gospel in the beginning yeah I was like but where does where does this whole thing of him coming back and sit because you you're reading the passion the the whole time in the in the gospel and it's it's the longest it's the longest section of a gospel that you'll have in, in a mass service I was like but where does the gospel fit in because we didn't read it last week and I guess maybe it's just because I got there early and I was able to be there. I don't really know, but it was really beautiful to see because they've got the covered crucifix. Um, the one that they walk in, they process in with, it was covered. The altar was covered in red garments for, oh, I love it. we have this very big crucifix and it's really the gym actually, because our church is kind of small, but it's massive and that's covered too. I mean, is that the one behind the altar up top? That's the yeah. San Damiano? Wow. Yeah, the San Damiano cross was it was covered as well, and they had to drape like a whole curtain over it. it was yeah, that's a big cross. It's, it's a, a big cross. Big, it's yeah. very big. Yes, I think it's it's honestly more than like it's got to be bigger than twenty feet tall. Like, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Huge. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if I just didn't really like, like comprehend that, but it was really interesting to like have and watch that gospel reading and listen to that. They gave everybody palms, which was really cool because there's it was a packed church service and they have like five services of the day and then they walked by and they blessed everybody with holy water i always love that part too so it just really like reminds me a lot of what you're saying about like the the journey back into was kind of like dad's journey back into the church and whatever and that's why i will point out we did not discuss this beforehand that you know i never i didn't even that didn't even occur to me that yeah timeline of that right (laughs) yeah and and this is this is why like the rcia like they're getting not inducted, but, you know, baptized into the church or whatever sacrament well, and, you're receiving. And welcome in. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a lot of, it's a lot of journeying and back to the topic of this episode, like the pilgrimage of Holy Week is like going through the different sacraments. Because when you think about it, like you've got the sacrament of reconciliation with penance services, you've got Eucharist during the last supper, mass on Thursday and then the Holy Saturday. If people are getting um, welcomed into the church, you've got all three and yeah, it's, I think that's everything. There's seven, but I think that was, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Cause unless somebody gets Holy orders or sacrament of matrimony during this week, that's the three initiation sacraments. Yeah. Well, and you know how you're saying you didn't realize about the, the gospel in the beginning. I was, we were I'm silly. <laughs> No, no, it's not actually, because remember, I, I, we were just talking about how I'd written that standing for palm blog mm-hmm. post from 2020. I think I'd just re-referenced that because right. there were moments in, in that where writing that was about, you know, my own sitting with you on a good Friday service. We went to a, a stations and then the cross veneration, I think it was like the two and a half hour long service and our friend Jim and little Jimmy were at that mass. I mean, there weren't very many people, certainly not a lot of people who brought their children because it's a long service on Friday. It um, is. Yes. And the first time I had ever gone to a veneration was when I was teaching at the, the girl's school before, like almost months before I became Catholic and mm-hmm. was 
sort of taking in everything that I could to try and just learn and understand from, you know, whatever was happening. And a few of the teachers were heading to that service. So I drove mm-hmm. out and it turns out that was the same church prior. It was a different. It was the different church because they had rebuilt, they built a new actual church building on the yeah. same parish property. But I remember standing there that day thinking, wow, the very first time I ever encountered this mass or, or service or event in the church was in this insane entire, the same parish, but how many years ago, right? Almost yeah. 20, you know, how many years yeah. ago, right? And 20, probably 20 years later in that service, I remember in that mass reading, I remember thinking of something about the Pontius Pilate moment where he wasn't responsible for. And, no. and so you're saying that you don't remember certain things. I, I didn't really remember the gospel for a minute, but we were, I was so confused about what was happening to try and get dad situated. The yeah. girls were handing me the booklets that were there. We had to have <laughs> two because I think they misprinted, which mass reading was this year, I think in the actual reading in the, you know, cause we're, we don't have any books at church. They just do pamphlets so that they could be, yeah. you know, not overly handled. I think they had Mark, the Mark readings and this year's uh, year C. So this year's Luke's readings. And so they miswrote it. So you had to have the second one. So it was like, what I'm looking at the book and going, what are we? And then I have my Magnificat <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? I have no idea. So I just put the books down and was just listening. <laughs> Like, and dad was sitting calm down. what's that just like calm down yeah like I, there, it was just so much going i'm like don't hand me any more papers i just want to sit and, and i'm in church Everybody i don't care stop. what else right? i just want to sit down. i don't want the palm flashing me in the face oh yeah and so i was trying to why what is he even reading because i just didn't and i was so behind i'm like never mind i mean i'm sure other people come into that moment who who don't frequently attend mass, right? Like this friend that we ran into that is a, an usher said to us, this is about the confession. He said, I haven't, he was funny the way he said it. I haven't been to one of these in a long time. And Mm -hmm. the fact that he was there at that moment when we were there, right. You know, he was coming and something brought him there and I couldn't help but tell him, I said, just go from gratitude because he felt like he's an older man. And you know, he's participant in the church and he volunteers as an usher and, and yet he's not been to a, you know, a penance service because for whatever reason, you I know, mean, maybe yeah. we feel like it's just, I, I don't have time. I don't need to, why do I have to confess? Why, you yeah. know, it, and the end, end of it is I've not seen anything but beauty ever come from it. You know, like you just, yeah. right. But just to um, like get to that point though, it's very hard. Like I'll be very open and honest. Like it's very hard for me to go to confession, I even would... though it's offered every single night here, I totally could go, but it's just like, Every other sacrament is great. I'm just like, I just don't like this one. I agree <laughs> Even though it's great, it's just really hard to admit that you've done something wrong, no matter what, even if you're not in a confession setting. Yes, pretty much. That's, and I told you that I had a really hard time even praying that and saying to, I said to the priest, I think I need a little help here. I know I need to be forgiven, but I'm having a hard time articulating. (laughs) And again, it's me because my mind is in another place trying to be sure dad's in a good spot. Right. So then after we got home, all long story short to hold that, tell you this, that your sisters both said, I didn't, this was the moment that they realized Pontius Pilate was not (laughs) responsible. (laughs) Did you not hear Uh, us talk about it before? But uh, so my point to you is that it doesn't, it's all a, it's all journey. It doesn't matter when yeah. all these things are revealed to you, Like for yeah. whatever reason, those mysteries are held to held in whatever space until you're open to receive them or you're yeah. right. Yeah. Your heart's open. Your mind is open. Your, 
not being fiddling with the, the palm and making crosses or pipe with, as oh. I hit the microphone, you're not <laughs> playing with the paperwork. You're not looking at the books. You're not standing up, yeah. sitting down. You're just listening and you're able to yeah. focus on what's being said and your heart is open enough to hear it. Right. Right. I remember when I was in a theology class here and I can't remember, it was, I don't remember what class it was, but I think, oh, you know what? It might've been the theology of Christ. And that was definitely a very involved theology class here, but I was very happy that I got the chance to take it. It was, it was definitely talking about how like the Christology part of it was like how do we come to reconcile like who Jesus is and like explain how he's both God and man and all of the stuff and the soteriology part of it is like the salvation history and where does God fit in and all of this stuff and I, I remember this one particular section of the class was like why would why would Jesus not reveal everything all at once to us and the number one reason was like well, yeah, there are two reasons. Number one, it was that so you don't overwhelm people. Like, could you imagine if like he just told everything right away of where he fit into salvation history and like all of this stuff? And how did how do we word it? Just like revealing everything right away of like, oh, I'm I'm God, like blah 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 blah. And it just kind of reminds me of that, like the journey of like everybody is gonna come to realize revelation at some point or another in their own time. I agree. Our friend Janine says that often, that if we saw things the way that he sees them, it would blow our minds almost to the point we wouldn't even understand or, or, or we wouldn't, it would be almost too beautiful for us to understand. Right. Exactly. And it is overwhelming because, you know, I'm still learning. I think there's still so much that, you know, what this makes sense or this doesn't make sense. Or, you know, I mean, I was listening to somebody, I don't know what, who, maybe Father Mike, I don't know. I can't remember and I'm not going to misspeak, but something about in the Bible, Old Testament, that the wood from the cross, where does it Mm -hmm. come from? From Well, the tree, right? Yeah. From the tree that Adam ate or that Eve ate the apple from, right? Like think about that. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, how that is so so redemptive, like in, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like Jesus is considered the new Adam, just like Mary's considered the new Eve. Like it's just the redemption of actually, I don't think I've ever realized that. I know that there was some tree involved, but I would have thought that that was that one. Yeah. That it came from that tree that is the tree where the sin began. Like it's what? Right. And I actually have to see if I can go back and find where. I feel like it might've been something with father Mike, one of his homilies last week. I, I don't, I don't know. It sounds like something he would, yeah. he would say yeah. as he tells his homilies. He's like, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Dad well, laughs at that every time because actually, there's one more things or 20 more things that I've learned from him. Right. That is like the key to being a dancer growing up was like, all right, guys, one more time you can do this. And it was six more times. And you're like, no, we can't do this anymore. But yeah, it just, your but then so you, yeah. you practice more, you learn more, you practice becomes, more, you learn more, right? It becomes muscle memory after yeah. a while. Yeah. So I guess it does make sense, but you're just like, Father Mike, okay, calm down. Especially when you're talking <laughs> like a mile a minute already. So <laughs> he yeah. does do that. We were listening to him for a minute yesterday. I don't know what it was. And the girl was like, he's talking so fast. He kept, he's like, hold yes. on, let me start again. <laughs> he talks that fast in person too. Like he came to campus last semester and it was so cool to like actually see him there. But, and he just got like so overwhelmed with emotion and he, he talked so fast. 
and I'm just like, hold on. He what? just wants to share so much. <laughs> yes, I think he's, he just, he's yes. so passionate about what he wants to share about. This, I know, you know it's so beautiful. It is really beautiful to watch, but I, I feel like I do that sometimes where I'm just like, I have another thought, but I need to finish this thought first so I can get that thought out in a minute too. So yeah. Just yeah. I think we all do that when we're excited about things. So yeah. was there anything at mass that really stuck out for you in words or homily of you know in the bible or the homily or anything that nothing that you can think of off the top of your head yeah no i um that was this week okay so father dave did our homily this week or did mass this week and he's he's been in and out of campus trying to do some more capital campaigns for our new building and everything he's been in austria he's been all over but he was talking about how the journey of Holy Week, actually. So if you are in the Holy Land during Holy Week, I can't remember if it goes up or down, but essentially you start at one point and you either ascend or descend. I can't remember if you go up the mountain or down the mountain, but he's like, you on Palm Sunday, people actually do the procession of following how Jesus did it because, you know, like the Palm Sunday procession, I think it was down because Jesus was on the mountain of Mount of Olives and he descends into Jerusalem. So every Holy Week they do the same thing. And there's like thousands of people. In Jerusalem they have done that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like thousands of people that follow them um, and do that. But he then was starting to talk about, I think, gratitude and your, oh, no, you know what it was? It was the night before at the FOP. So the Festival of Praise um, on campus is kind of like this big praise and worship concert with adoration in there. And this, the theme of this this week's FOP was gratitude. And, and the person was talking about irritation and how it's so easy to get irritated and like caught up in all of the things that we're supposed to be doing for Holy Week. And like even, even Father Dave touched on this too. And it's homily that, you know, it's like checking off the boxes of Holy Week that you actually forget to like do Holy Week <laughs> without all of this extra stuff you know like you can attend all the tenebrae services and all the penance services and masses and everything but if you're not actually like in the present, moment you're not yes. present in the moment mm -hmm. exactly if you're not mm -hmm. actually open to the graces that god is pouring out because i think what they're saying is like god is this is the week that there are the most graces being poured out compared to the rest of the liturgical year or something i thought that was funny it just seems like a statistic like god gives you 30 percent more graces this week during holy week but but no really like there's a lot more graces that are being poured out this week because this is just the most important week of the entire liturgical calendar and of course easter being the most important day so long story short there's a lot of gratitude that comes but we can't just be checking off the boxes. We have to actually be present and in the moment, which is very, very hard to do when you're also thinking about, oh, finals are coming up in two weeks and like all of this stuff. How do you actually stay present um, in whatever you're doing? Well, I can speak to, to that. And I wrote you that little message, right? When we were, I didn't have to walk up for communion because they were bringing it to us, right? For, for dad and I, and, you know, you're walking up, you're distracted, you're looking at everybody, da, 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 you know, this is how, you know, communion can be. And um, so we brought, they, he brought it to us as he was finishing because then he walked back because where we sit is usually near the sacristy, right? Where they, so when he's finished, he's walking back there to, to take everything away anyway. So he brought it to us at the end. And I remember thinking, 
after all the pamphlets that I have and all the Magnifica and all that, and trying to figure out I'm getting caught up. And his dad sitting as he stand because we put the kneeler down and was put it on his foot. <laughs> like, oh gosh! Just, I'm like that's... I forget how to behave in church. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, <laughs> that was not really. That's not totally true. It's just it's just funny. But I think as soon as Father gave, you know, we received the Eucharist. I I recently read or listened to somebody saying when they how you know how can you not believe that it is the presence of Jesus because you know I feel warm all over this person was reading you know telling how when women fuzzy inside whatever that is you know just you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit whatever you feel whatever and as soon as I received the Eucharist and then you know we knelt down dad just sat I, I felt my body like tremble. I told you that, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just this. And I couldn't stop thinking about that song too, right? You know? Oh, that, so good. I won't sing it. I would love to sing it, but I won't sing no, it. No, it's um, okay. And then there was a part when the priest, I don't know whether he was reading, because I was reading, going back over the passion words, just, just kind of, you know, think about all those. And all I remember is, I guess maybe he said it after the communion or maybe before, I don't remember. And I wrote down that, and then I added the word tremble to it because he did not say this. This is something I felt nourished by the sacred gifts so that we may submit to the agony of the cross. I mean, mm, like, and wow. I, that moment, it was like, That's I feel like that was like you're saying I could check off all the boxes, but there was no way I could check off all the boxes this season. That just, I, right. No, I, can't, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if I can this week. I mean, we probably got a grace happening this week for us, you know, a mass this week that we didn't expect. And it kind of throws us for a little bit of a, you know, loop in, you know, making sure we can make it all happen. And you guys are coming home and just mm-hmm. the timing. And, and right before that, I was thinking, ah, oh, I guess we're not going to do our normal th- Holy Thursday thing. And no, God's like, no, you are. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're going to be kind of front and center and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> He's like, here's your cake and you can eat it too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, and you're going to have to be, I don't want to say on display, but there is that. And we're kind of like in the background and we want to be in the background a little bit right now, just not hiding, but it's just, we just are just doing our own little private journey of things. And this is like a sacred time. And yeah. And so God says, I have other plans for you. And you mm-hmm. And at the same time, being invited to do something like that, dad's like, you know, and I asked him the questions, are you going to be okay with this? Are you going to be able to do this? And the questions which also come about of mobility around and, you know, he's moving and walking and it's just a little slower and, and, you know, and he's like, how could, and how could we not say yes to that? You're asked to be an apostle. (laughs) So. I know. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to quote the chosen, but it's not quite coming to me right now, but yeah, just like take up and follow kind of thing. I don't yep. know. What is that? You. Come follow me. Is that what he yeah. said? Like, yeah. He, yeah. I think so. But like, if he calls you by name, you got to answer like, yep. okay. Yeah. It's and I was fun. telling a friend about it yesterday. She's going to be at the mass and she said how could you say no and I said well I didn't say no <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're jumping to conclusions <laughs> we, we didn't say yeah well she but she basically was just kind of coming at me saying she goes how could you just say no I'm like I hope oh, I don't yeah. say no. and and daddy said that he's like how could it, how could we say no <laughs> so yeah. beautiful I know we'll I'm I mean it's that. just the epitome of what we've been walking through in this entire last six months of sorts in serving him and um yeah, yeah, just kind I of. I know. 
yeah. beautiful thing it'll be it'll be a good way to tie it together this one has been very interesting I'm not used to not having I, I don't know I just feel like I've been so overly busy that I've just not had time to like stop and actually be present for Lent. But then I realized that it's the same thing, like checking off those boxes and everything that in a way being overly busy has made me like need that extra grace and need that extra prayer time and whatever. It's not necessarily about me going to like churches and shrines and doing like all of the external things that there was just a lot of internal work that was being done for me. And of course, I don't realize that until the last week of Lent. So woohoo. But yeah, I'm, I'm just really, it's really crazy that Holy Week's already here. I, I find that to be quite the- the truth is wealth. It's so, <laughs> Letting, it's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's very crazy that it's here already, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to laugh because I'm sitting here looking at my every sacred Sunday book and I wrote the note of the, oh, this is what's happening tonight at seven. This is what's happening Thursday at seven. This is <laughs> happening Good Friday at three and Easter, you know, the mass time that we go to. And I'm looking, <laughs> how are we going to do any of those things? We've done them. And those have been like kind of our yeah. Easter season, right? We would, we would always try to find something to do the first weekend of the, of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Go maybe not mass and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we would be out of, if we would take a trip last year, we went to the beach for a couple of days oh, so nice. by the gift <laughs> of a friend. And then one year we went to Virginia beach yeah. and came home and, you know, we still made it in time for that good Friday service. And mm-hmm. this is like our vacation from school back home. So you guys just don't benefit from that at all. Other than us coming home, (laughs) as a family, we are because we're not. You're not having guests per se here, like you did the last few, you know, times, which is fine. It was great. It just we're just gonna. What did I send in our text? We're gonna eat and fast and sleep. (laughs) Pretty much, I'm good with that because I do all of that already. But at home, it would be even better because it'll be our food, and we went food shopping and whatever yesterday and got all the things and yeah. Um, and there was one more thing that connects to this is like the the reading from Philippians that I can't, I couldn't, I kept underlining. I couldn't let it go. And here the priest ended up wrapping up. It wasn't the pastor. It was another priest that's there at the, at the church. He wrapped up this whole homily with, with what he said, this part where Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself taking the form of a slave coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So as he was, you know, wrapping up mass at the end, you know, he said, letting go of God could have chosen to impose himself in that moment and and, and saved himself, right? He could have mm-hmm. imposed his, with his ability, with what he wanted. He could have chosen, this is what I want, you know, for, God, why are you, Father, why have you forsaken me? But he's, he could have chosen to set himself. If you're Jesus, why can't you just do what you need to do? But he chose to not be something like that because instead of, he let go so that we could grasp at him. And that's basically what the priest said. I was like, oh, wow. He let go of what his desire was so that we could grasp at him. And that's basically to me, the whole will of God. If we Mm -hmm. let go so we could grasp at him, wouldn't that just be an easier pilgrimage for us all together yeah no yeah. one said it would be easy because you know even today the you know the 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 gospel today is about peter and giving up and mm-hmm. you know or knowing that he was going to hello tr- well, <laughs> deny, tr- deny deny yeah. deny and 
Judas basically did the same thing. He denied him, but in yeah. a different way, because then Peter, and he knew, he told Peter, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to repent. And yeah. he did. And so he ended up becoming somebody different than Judas because he chose to repent. Yeah. Right. Judas didn't, he mm-hmm. was given the option, but he didn't. Yeah. It's there's, there are like theological studies that we do on like the contrast between Judas and Peter, how they, they both chose the same sin of denying and betraying Jesus, but they chose a different outcome. And it really is like the basis of reconciliation for if you can be like Peter, if you choose to go to confession and you'll have the keys to the kingdom kind of thing, um, where here's what you do if you don't and you become Judas. So don't become Judas, become Peter. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's a great way to wrap this up because I, what what that letting go and grasping came to, because I said, this is where this is leading. I wrote a note that it says this, the internal struggle, the more our lives are in line with what Jesus does, the more um, we, ch- we take it everything one day at a time, one challenge at a time and still direct our eyes to him. And the more we conduct ourselves like him and in his will, God gives us a foretaste of heaven. That's pretty mm. much what the whole, you know, so even if we deny him sin, right. don't show up to church, don't check our boxes by going to church, you know, we can still repent and come back to confession because God already knows that, you know, like he did with Peter, he knew that he was going to repent. He knew what his, you know, and when the, the cock crowed, he knew at that moment, he's like, you said that I would do this. And so he basically yeah. was telling him that you are going to end up being a good guy after all. Right. And yeah. one of the chosen guys after all. Right. So yeah, so beautiful. There's so many little like nuggets of golden was this week that sometimes we don't pick up on the rest of the year. Holy Week's just special. <laughs> and people think that it's because it's this somber and very ho- like quiet holy time that it has to be not beautiful. It's just beautiful. And it really is. It's beautiful. Um, I think that's a great way to wrap this up and tie it, it is. up with a pretty bow. <laughs> yes, we're going to tie it up with a pretty bow and say, since we've been on this somber journey of Lent, since we pretty much reintroduced the, the podcast, mm-hmm. we are going to come in the next few weeks with a bunch of guests that, you know, we believe we'll celebrate with joy and beauty and good and truth. Yeah. Just as the uh, joyous season of um, Easter. What did you say? Seven days. So much happens in seven days. Is that what you said earlier today? Yeah. A lot can happen in seven days. You go from the palm to the cross. um, Yep. And yeah, the triumph and the triumphant entry into Jerusalem into the triumphant death on the cross and then the resurrection. Yes. The resurrection, which is, we were going to say that about the crucifix is a, such a beautiful reminder of, of that. That's why we wear those crucifix to remind us of what Jesus did for us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Actually, I feel bad. I don't have a crucifix on. I have my scapular on, but I don't have a crucifix on. We bound Catholic. (laughs) And I have a, I have my crucifix on, but I also have my, look at my Lord's Supper. Last Supper. Oh, so pretty. Do you know that right before that mass on Saturday, Sunday, Palm Sunday, put this, I'm like, let me wear this today. It's always my Holy Week necklace I wear. Oh, just saying. Wow. We'll come back to this. What's happening this week with us. So good. Well, it was really great to chat with you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave this with, I really don't have a saint per se this week. I'm just going to go with, um, it's all about Jesus today. Yeah, me too. Honestly, that's what I was, was going to say. 
Um, it's all about Jesus this week and how we can become saints. We can become the future saints if we if we confess and do the Lord's work. Boom. And may done. we be more may we be more like him as we go forth. Yeah. On this pilgrimage. Not just in Holy Week, but to heaven. Right. Right. Isn't that where we all are headed in the end? Yeah. Boom. My drop episode over. <laughs> you don't want me to drop the mic. It might be too loud. No, no, no. <laughs> but I know you and I know I both have some very big places to get to. So we are going to say yeah, heaven um, in the end. Peace out. Time. Yeah. <laughs> say peace out and love you lots, girl. And I can't wait yeah. to see you this week. I know. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Here Now Podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, all the things. Check out the links in the show notes below. SophiaLabano.com, HouseOfLoveAndLaughter.com, and yes. at Instagram. And on Instagram. Um, share this to your friends. And don't forget, we still have a couple of codes in the last few weeks of From Every Sacred Sunday and Sunday Bead Co. Sunday Bead Co. And we have some very cool ones coming up. So if you're looking for gifts for holiday, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. you're looking for gifts for communions, for confirmations, for anything, any baptisms, a couple of those would be great options for you. And there's, get you know, just discount codes. Yes. So Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a blessed in. Holy Week. Yes. Yes. Happy Trade and happy Easter. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.